Hello and welcome to the Raw Raw Beauty Podcast. I am your host and your Raw Raw Twee Dip. Ah, I just got back from vacation and I have to tell you, when I got back, I suddenly was starting to feel a cloud of anxiety start to creep in. It was insane. I mean, I vacation is supposed to be a very peaceful place. However, as soon as I, I got back, I was starting to feel like I was never on vacation to begin with. These thoughts along with the anxiety were creeping in and thoughts, I think the youngins call it the, the abbreviation of T-H-O-T-S, that hoe over there. There were many of them starting to, to come my way. And there were these thoughts of, oh my goodness gracious, I my to-do list is just piling up. It went from like five things I needed to do to 10 to 20. And then I started looking into the future and it was just like this nonstop piling up of things. And on top of my to-do list, as I mentioned a second ago, were thoughts. And the first thought I had was, gosh, you know, I didn't get the work done that I needed to get done while I was on vacation. Well, the idea of vacation is that you don't do work. And, you know, my goal was to bang out a couple podcasts while I was there to get some reading done. And that did not happen because the reception was absolutely horrible. I did one podcast, that podcast I did was actually with Laurent Martin, and he was just such an angel and so patient with me with our choppiness of, of internet connection. So if you listen to that episode, forgive me for some of those hiccups. However, I tried to take out as much of it as I could. Anyways, back to those thoughts. Um, you know, I'm someone who's suffered with anxiety for many, many years, um, but I will say it's gotten better through the years. And I can now say that my superpower is, is slowing down. And my superpower is being aware of when the anxiety and when the thoughts that don't serve me start to creep in, what to do about them. So what I'm going to say are a couple things. I mean, thoughts are awareness number one is so important. I think a lot of us go through life and we are just on automation. And we let things dictate our behavior. We let things shift our behavior and we're unaware. But the reality is we live life only once. So why not try to be the the most heightened and see everything? What I mean by that is, you know, let's just take, for example, that you are on your way to work and someone decides to cut you off, right? They decide to cut you off, but then some reason it's their fault and they flip you off. So two things here is you can kind of laugh at it and, and think, you know what, I have no idea what this person was going through. Not fun that they flipped me off when it was their fault, right? And just brush it off. Or you can decide to let that particular incident dictate your entire day. Uh, let's say that more events happened throughout the, the day that weren't ideal. We can choose to place our awareness on those events and let it reshift our feelings, or we can say, you know what, shit happens, and now I'm going to choose to take my awareness and focus my thoughts and energy on something else. Because the reality, reality is, and the rumor has it, that your thoughts become things. Where your awareness goes, your energy goes. 
if you think of watering a plant, for example, when you water a plant, you water a flower, what happens? It grows. The same thing happens to our thoughts and our energy. If you have negative thoughts in your head, it'll start to grow and it'll not only infect your body, but it'll infect the people around you. So we've got to be really careful. I had a term once and that term is called automatic negative thoughts. That's ants. So in other words, it could be the monkey in your brain, right? So these ants running around, these automatic negative thoughts that we become unaware of that let that start to affect our lives. Now we can be like a ninja and we can move like stealth and we can say, you know what, I see you coming and I am going to reshift. Let me tell you how to reshift, okay? I could have let Sunday be horrible and I started to feel everything start to creep up. And, you know, as I said, I was starting to be really harsh on myself and I was speaking negatively. Like I should have got this done on vacation. I should have, I should have, I should have, I should have. And because of that, suddenly I'm like, well, you made it difficult for yourself and it's going to be difficult because your list is piling up. Well, once I started to slow down, once I started to breathe, once I started to to get my thoughts on paper, I kind of had to laugh for a second like, wow, okay, now you're like going at 100 miles per hour and a lot of these are within your control. A lot of these you can take accountability for. And the reality is, you know, yes, things are going to be difficult in life, but if we start to become aware of the language that we choose for ourselves in our brain, we start to, we can also control the the words we use um, in the external world as well. So, you know, I want to talk about the 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 effects of using words and how powerful words can be so words really do have the ability to heal to inspire to motivate or it can destroy it can crush it can infect it can even cause disease in your body um an example i want to use is a couple years back I heard of this story, I heard of this experiment called Hidden Messages in Water, and it, it was done by a, um, a Japanese scientist called Masuro, I can't remember his last name, but what he did is he decided to conduct this experiment on water. My time frame is wrong, but I want to say it was for a month. And he took out three beakers, and with these three beakers, he filled them all up with the same amount of water. Beaker one, he spoke to very negatively. And for a month, what he said to this beaker and what he said to this water was, I can't even look at you. You're disgusting. I, I don't even like the way you taste. Um, get away from me and I'm not going to even let you get near me. Okay. So he said everything negative that he could to it, he said. The second beaker, he would bat his eyelashes at it. He would sing his favorite songs, express his undying love for the water, his undying gratitude, and tell the beaker and the water how much he, how grateful he was for the water giving him life and health and just gave it so much light. The third beaker, he did absolutely nothing to. And then, after a month, he decided to, to put these beakers underneath a microscope. Beaker one, 
what happened to beaker one is the water, the crystals started to change formation. So it was super muggly, muggy, really ugly, really dark, and there was absolutely zero clarity. The second beaker that he said very lovely things to, though the crystals were just bright and resilient, shining like a diamond and completely sparkling. And the third beaker, nothing, nothing happened to that one. So the reason why I bring this up, okay, is that a majority of our body is made up of water. It's like 60 to 70% of our body is made up of water. So if you think about the things that you are saying to yourself, it'll start to affect the way you act, your behaviors, and your actions. And the, re the only reason why I'm telling you this is I honestly don't, I wasn't aware of how I was speaking to myself until about four years ago. And for the longest time, I always believed that I was one of the most positive people I've ever met. Like, I feel like I'm positive when it came to others. However, when it came to myself, I was the worst. I, you know, always, I put myself down. I, um, anytime I had a failure, I did not ever truly let that go. And I think we also don't pay attention to how we can exchange a word for something that's more positive. Let me give you an example of that. Okay. So let's say, and you know, this is kind of, this is using what they call cognitive therapy that was developed by David Burns. I first discovered cognitive therapy through uh, my Reiki healer uh, that I met so many years ago called Delina. She left San Francisco, left me, and is now in Utah, uh, you know, working with other people and saving lives. But she's the first one to introduce it to me. And how she explained it to me in the beginning is, you know, and how we did the work is she encouraged me to write down. So on a piece of paper, I had two columns. On column one was just all the, the ants and all the, the automatic thoughts that were taking place. And the challenge on the second column was to flip those words into something that felt more positive. So let's say, for example, you know, uh, column one is, I, I have to work out. Okay. Maybe the way we flip it is we can say, you know what? I get to work out. That shows more of a form of gratitude is that we have our health in order to work out. Another example could be this is so difficult. Just as I was saying on Sunday, like suddenly it just, I, I felt, I was starting to feel slightly overwhelmed and I was telling myself, this is difficult. This is difficult. And the more I kept telling myself, this is hard, this is difficult, the more I was focusing on it. And the more difficult it got. So I started to identify that it needs, uh, um, easily. I started to identify that quickly. And on the other side of my brain, I said, you know what? Actually, just get started. Once you get started, it's not going to be as difficult. We often make things more difficult. Um, what I'm going to say is this is where we have the opportunity to use and to practice using our willpower, which is actually, in fact, a muscle that we're not taught in school, right? So, you know, there, there are a lot of things that might feel difficult, especially if it's not habitual for you. So that could be, you know, waking up early in the morning. It could be getting to the gym. It's developing something brand new that will lead you to the best version of yourself, okay? Um, and what I'm going to say to that degree is, you know, what I find and what a lot of us find when we're starting something brand new, when you get to 
a certain point, it's no longer difficult. Okay. So once you get your ass to the gym, it's not as difficult. Once you are already awake and going, it's not as difficult. It is the act of getting up. It is the act of doing. And sometimes we think too much about it. Let's not think about it anymore. Let's just do it and let's just get up and let's just reshift. So the moment that you said, tell yourself, okay, you know what? This is not difficult once I start the doing. And the more of the doing I'll do, the the easier it'll start to become. So how we speak to ourselves is so powerful. I just had a conversation with Miss Namvo too. And you know, a lot of the way we speak to ourselves as Asian women, I don't know about all Asian women, but you know, for us growing up with immigrant parents, our parents didn't have time to think about how to be loving with their words. They were busy working, putting food on the table. So they gave us tough love. We didn't hear a lot of the, you know, you can do it. If you put your mind to it, you can do anything. So we had to teach ourselves this as we grew up. And the reality is the way you speak to yourself, would you ever speak to a child that way? Would you ever speak to someone you love that way? And for a lot of us Asian women, the reality is, no, we wouldn't. Um, And I didn't discover that until recently. So the way you speak to yourself will also dictate what happens in your life. So as I said, you know, that idea of thoughts become things is so powerful. But how I have really worked with my anxiety through the years is to breathe into spaces to to find softness in difficult moments and i think that's where peace exists is if we can create spaces if we can become more cognizant if we can slow down to to change our behavior to change our thoughts to change the way we feel about something because the reality is, you know, if you are used to training your brain a certain thought, your body becomes almost addicted to that thought. So all it takes is for you to slow down. What I also say this idea of mindful practices and this idea of cognitive therapy doesn't cost a thing. This is what I love about it. It does not cost a thing. It takes effort on our half. But you only live once. So how can you create the most beautiful mind, the most beautiful sparkling mind for yourself so that you can manifest anything you want in your life? You owe it to yourself to get what you want, to be the most authentic version of yourself. But once you start to slow down, once you start to honor honor yourself, and once you decide to reshift. This is the Ra Ra signing off. Together, we can out-trend beauty beyond any trend. And that starts within us so that we can be the beauty that we want to see in the world. I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye.